run. Here they come, they got the blast on us. The black blurs, blitz or rush, I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to And welcome to episode 219 of Blurds Are Us. This is another little catch-up episode because we're still running behind on a lot of different things. I'm going to try and make this one nice and sweet. Um, Mm -hmm. Martin was unfortunately unable to make the last episode, so I'll try and get uh, grab his ratings and his thoughts on a couple of different little things. Um, And then, yeah, I'm still yet to see all the James Bond movies. Um, I think Adam's family is going to be out this weekend. Uh, Venom's going to be out this weekend. Uh, the last, there's bear shit coming out this weekend, basically. So, so, you know, we're, we're going to try to do as, do what we can. Um, what do you call it? Uh, I'm starting to get to like the business end of my training. So we're probably going to streamline things just a little bit. So we're probably not going to be covering as much news, as much trailers as we've done in the past. Um, unless obviously something epic drops, like then yeah, we're gonna cover it. So you know, for you know, the next month or two, things will be a little bit quicker, a little bit less um, tangents and stuff. As we kind of gonna try and keep things straight to the point. Um, but yeah, how you been, Martin? Bro, I've been good. I've been complaining about being in the office for what the last four weeks. I don't know everyone has the privilege of working from home, but when I was working from home, it was calm. Took me back to the office for four months. Well, I said like I said, four weeks, four months. Um, but finally, 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 we've drafted up a work from home policy, which means that I can actually uh, work from home for a couple of days a week. Really happy with that. Um, obviously coaching with you at, uh, at Kingston. Yeah. Um, I've got a coaching bug. Um, and, you know, it's always nice to, you know, sort of um, impart your wisdom on onto uh, people who are new to the sport and, uh, you know, people who've already played the sport and stuff like that. It's still really good. Yeah, man. Um, it's, it's been nice having a, a bunch of kids. Like, obviously, just, we started with very few numbers due to COVID. A lot of guys graduated last year. Um, but we've got a good bunch of kids, like, you know, they, there's a lot of potential in that group. We just need to, you know, unlock it and get a couple more players down. But, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll at least definitely the season be very competitive and we can retain like the 20 guys that have joined this year into next year Mm -hmm. and then build upon that. I don't see why, you know, definitely more realistic next year to us, like, you know, winning the championship and getting promoted. Yep. Um, I've been watching a whole bunch of anime. This is from the weeks that I haven't been um, on, well, the weeks that I've been recording. Mm. Um, so I'm just going to reel through these. Um, that time I got reincarnated as a slime episode 12. That was the finale, which was really, really good. 
uh, The Honor Students at Magic High School, episode 12. <coughs> Eden Zero, episode 23. Shaman King, episode 26. It's a really, really good well, episode. Um, see, uh, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Uh, Demon Slayer <laughs> Season 2 has started. Um, I watched it yeah. as, I watched it as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, wait, sorry, hold on. You did say, mention Demon Slayer, right? No, 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 I said Eden Zero. Eden oh, Zero sorry, I, I, miss, I misheard. But, but, I did watch, uh, um, I did I watch uh, Demon Slayer. By the way, so if you're talking, it's not, right, I should be able to hear you now. Yeah, alright, so I did watch Demon Slayer, uh, season two, however, mm-hmm. um, episode one. So, yeah, I've seen it. It's a good episode. It's a really good episode. And this episode sort of bridges, um, without, without going to spoilers, because I know not many people have seen it, it bridges the Mugen um, Train episode with the last episode, with the last, um, yeah. sorry, the Mugen Train movie with the last episode of season one of Demon Slayer. Yeah. I'll say that. My, my, my only concern is I hope they're not breaking down the movie into episodes. I don't think I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I think it's just uh, it's, it's sort of like a recap and a bridge to um, the events after um, what was it called? Mugen Train. Well, because when when the episode ended, there was them jumping on the train. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. Yeah, sorry. I thought yep. you, I thought you said Demon Slayer, not um, Eden Zero. So I just watched the what well, said. I watched that as well. Yeah. Um, um, Pokemon Evolutions. I watched episode um, episode one, episode two of it. Um, I like it because it's, you know it's a uh, short. Is it 10, 15 minutes max of um, each region? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am enjoying it. Um, I still prefer the. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. The Pokemon of the Pokemon Origins. Uh, Origins. That's what Pokemon Origins with Red. I thought that was really cool because Red is actually the character that we see in the in the games. Yeah. Um. And Ash is obviously an offshoot of Red, mm-hmm. but Red is so much better than Ash. Ash could go suck eggs. Yeah. Um. Battle of Five Seconds After Meeting, Episode Twelve, the finale, which was yeah, Battle of Five Seconds is very very good. Um. There was also the manga of it, which I don't think I'll pick up just yet. But the manga's out there, and I think with some anime, especially you know, from when I was watching anime back in the day, um, the anime sort of lead you to then read in the mangas. So I don't know if the season two is coming up, but in the meantime, you can at least read the manga um, if you really, really like it. Jobless Reincarnation, season two, episode one. This was a really good um, introductory episode. I think mm. I watched episode two as well. Um, so did I. I watched episode two, I watched episode two right. last night when you recommended it. Um, oh, it's good, good, good. Uh, I've got it there. I know it's season two, episode two. Cool. So <laughs> I didn't know. That, is it Studio Mir? Hold on, I've got it. Yeah. No, Studio, Studio Bind. Studio Bind was solely created for uh, Jobs Reincarnation and they're currently doing season two and three now. So I thought this was season two, but it's just season one, part two. Ah, got you. Got you. Yeah. So it's because when I watched the intro, um, you you get stuff from the first half and this bit in as well. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. Um, right. It's been so far. I, I can't remember the name of the girl, not Roxy, but the one with the green hair. Like we haven't yeah. seen her. Yet. I want to see how like she's Silf- grown. Silfy. Silfy. That's Silfy. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm excited to see how, what what she's gonna be doing, man. Like it's yeah, going up see. for a, a a great episode with you know returning characters and stuff. Um, yeah. no, definitely, definitely check it out. All right. Um, Tesla Notes. That's a new one. That's a new anime that started. Um, 
to be honest, I cannot remember what Tesla <laughs> what uh, uh, Tesla Dirt was about because you know I was just reading through um, um, my my you know my anime backlog. Mm-hmm. Um, if I find out that it's real quick, if I find out the series real quick for it, um, I may be able to come back. I'll come back to it when I find oh, out what cool. it um, uh, was about. But yeah, um, I believe I enjoyed it. Otherwise, I don't think I'd mention it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Eden Zero episode twenty five, the finale. Um, that was uh, yeah. The series so far is decent. I probably give the season as a whole. Um, uh, I'll say I'll say a half chicken because I was sort of in and out of the episodes because it just felt like a massive adventure where there's no real aim to it. Mm-hmm. But right in the last couple of episodes, you know, it it became really good. The fight scenes were really good. Um, the the application of powers were good. Um, you know, fun fight scenes, just as fun as watching um, um, fairy tales. So, I hundred percent recommend um, nice. watching it. Um, I've got here my notes. Show making episode twenty five. If I haven't mentioned, oh yeah, because I said I'm watching. I'm show making episode twenty six. Okay, good, never mind. So yeah, um, Dungeon Black Company episode twelve, the final episode. Um, I thought that was really, really good. Um, overall, the anime. Is good in the sense that you know the animation is on point. The it's it's more of a comedy. Um, it's a kind of comedy, so you know it's it's just funny. It's got all those gags there. It's got some etchy gags there. For example, while the character is, even though um, the character is male, um, he dresses as you know he dresses as as as, as uh, you know a female character would, a typical anime female character like in an isekai would. Um, yeah. Even so much as using the same baths as us, so um, obviously this person or maybe this person identifies or doesn't identify with anything. But yeah, still a very very good episode. Um, sorry, season. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see a season two. I have no idea if one's going to come out, but honestly, amazing. Um, the Evolution Fruits episode one. This is the Isekai where the uh, children of a school get transported to another world. And one character in particular gets shagged. Um, you know, everyone sort of lands together. He gets, he lands somewhere completely different and it's in constant danger. Yeah, um, I, I watched the first episode of this as well. I'm going yeah. to be, I'm going to be following this one hopefully, um, this, uh, full season. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like it so far. Um, see episode two I'll be watching tonight. So, well, after recording, so we'll see. Um, I've got some, I've got the, synopsis of tester notes up now so just to read it off Nagora Botan is not your average high school girl she's been trained to be an elite government agent since she was young she's also an expert on the tester shards which appear throughout the world uh, to cause supernatural chaos her mission is to retrieve these shards and to do so she teams up with the smammy self claimed top agent Kuruma uh, but this is not easy uh, this, is not, this is no easy mission even for an elite team so basically, um, Negro Botan was trained by her grandfather to be basically like, like the best ninja ever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she's, you know, she can speak multiple languages. I think she can speak seven languages, including Dutch, French. Um, she is, you know, um, an expert weapons master, hand-to-hand combatants. And then we have Kuruma, who um, is super tall, super strong, um, and they're always butting heads with each other. The animation style does irk me a bit at times. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of those weird 2D slash 3D animations. Um, it's the best way I can describe it. 
Um, so it, even though it irks me a little bit, it's 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 all right for now. So I think I'll give it, you know, I'll give it the three episode treat. But if by a third episode I I not one hundred percent in love with it, then I'll uh, I will drop it. Unfortunately, um, there is Kyokai Senki that I watched. There's um, uh, season two of eighty six that came out recently. So mm-hmm. we're watching that as well. Um, eighty six is already an amazing anime. So you know, um. Of course, when season two came out, I was gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, no, you, you've seen this, haven't you? As well. No, I haven't. You know, it's. Just, oh, I thought you did. Nah. Again, you you kept on saying many good things about it, and I think it's added onto my anime list. I've just not had a chance to check it out yet. Oh, uh, so that's something that we will have to. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to watch it. Uh, I've watched, it's, my it's anime list just keeps on growing and growing. It does, man. It does. We need to sort out your backlog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's um, on the list. Eighty six is on the list. Same with Tokyo Revengers. It's on the list. All right. Um. So only a couple more to go. There's Sukumichi Moonlight, Moonlit Fantasy episode twelve. Um. And season two has been announced. I don't know when season two is going to be uh, released, but at least we know that it's at least it's been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um. Tsukamichi Moonlit Fantasy is an isekai where a character from, you know, modern day Japan gets transported to another world. He is, before he goes to his other world, in the in-between bit, he meets a goddess who cusses him out, says he's absolutely ugly or whatever, and instead curses him and drops him into this uh, this other world full of magic monsters and things like that. Um, so along the way, he meets a dragon, defeats the dragon, dragon ends up you know, uh, becoming his sort of servant slash guardian, um, and takes the form of a girl who you know pries into his mind every now and again because she's obviously fascinated by Japanese culture. So, you know, the manga, all, all bits and pieces like that. His his own history. Um, so yeah, it brings up funny moments. Later on, he um, he turns. Oh, I say another another um. Sort of Beast character forcefully becomes, as in by her own free will, um, you know. So he's unwilling, as in he's unconscious. So he doesn't even know he's now this person's, um, I guess, guardian or whatever. Or no, not guardian, uh, master or whatever. Mm-hmm. She too gains the ability once the connection's been made to also prize her thoughts and things like that. Um, they both. It's, it's a bit edgy because they both really like, like, uh, like him, like Sakamichi. So, you know, it makes up for funny, you know, just funny moments, as well as the world as a whole being, you know, pretty, pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, he's super OP as well. So, yeah, a really, really good anime. Um, I definitely say check it out. Now, this next one is one that I've been waiting for to come out for a long time. The world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. So I've already, re- I'm already reading the manga of this. I'm up to date on the manga. Nice. Um, it's about it's, this is another isekai. A lot, like I keep saying, there's a lot of isekai that have come out recently. So with the world's first assassin, he is you know an elderly man who is still the number one assassin in the world. He ends up being betrayed by his organization and is then reborn into his new world. I will say that much of the synopsis, but it is very very good. So far, not a lot of chapters um, in the manga, so I can see this taken over as it just overtaken the um current manga series but hopefully if done right then you know I'll, I'll be more than happy to continue um watching it um star trek lower decks episode nine um this was a weird episode um where there's a training simulator and the crew so each 
crew member is being assessed uh, based on certain scenarios and things like that. So they become sort of leaders. So whether it's the um, whether it's top security or um, uh, like what's it called, um, top engineer or captain or what have you. The roles are reversed, where the lower decks are now those people, and then whoever's cap- whoever the captains are, um, security um, leader, whoever else, they yes. are now um, taken to the lower decks and be, be uh, are treated as such. Um, is this season one? Episode. This is season two. Oh, I didn't even know the season two was out. What, what's the stream? Uh, what's, what's it streaming on? It's so I don't know what it's streaming on, but I'm watching it online. I'll say that much. Okay, okay. Because season one, <laughs> yeah. I think, was on Amazon Prime, and I watched season one, and I quite enjoyed it. Considering I'm not a Star Trek person, it was pretty good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got it's got its funny moments in there. It's I, I can, if anything, I will equate it to. Oh, sorry, Lower Decks is on um, Amazon Prime actually. So, it's season, Prime. so season two is on Amazon Prime. Season two should be on Amazon Prime. All right, I'll, um, I'll have to let yeah. me just add that to my list for next week, and I will try. Fucking, I was just just too much, too much to watch, too yeah, little time. I know, right? Um, there's Suckle Gun, which is an anime that came out not long ago at all. Um, I think it's also the title is Suckle Gun Labyrinth Marker. Um, so it's set in the future where human beings are pushed into a deep underground world called Labyrinth. And, you know, they live their lives shoulder to shoulder, basically very, very enclosed and also in colonies. Um, so this is a mecha slash a fantasy slash sci-fi mm. um, series. Um, I like my mechas, so uh, check it out. I'm only at, pardon me, I'm only at episode in, and so far it seems to be a, a father-daughter duo. Um, I think the father's called Gangnam Bar. And the daughter's called Memempu. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just it's just them, you know, being fun, you know, sort of having, I guess, a rivalry in a way where she, uh, she doesn't want to listen to her dad. Her dad's trying to protect her from stuff. And uh, she ends up wanting to become a marker, someone who sort of goes deeper, who explores the labyrinth, basically, bringing home treasures and other things for um, for humanity. Yeah. Um, World's End Harem. This is the one I recommended to you. So yes. this one, <laughs> this anime, I like the name suggests is a, is a harem, and it also suggests that it's a it's an etchy series. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, there's the virus that kills ninety nine point nine percent of all men on Earth. Only five survived. MGK and, or MKG men killing yeah. gene or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, man, killer virus or man, yeah. killer virus. There you go. Right, yeah. M- oh, whatever. Man, killer. M- yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the characters wakes up. Um, he wakes up to be the only man alive so far because his older brother is still in, uh, in I guess cryostasis. Or maybe not cryostasis, but just stasis. Now nah, he's the, he's um, the, he's the second man alive. Oh, what, second man alive in in, J- in, J- in Japan anyway. In Japan, in Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I suppose there's like only... five men in yeah. that side of the world. Yeah, so we're still we've seen his brother, who's you know access to his status, and he's a world where because there's no women, or, sorry, because there's no men. Obviously, there's there's a dwindling population. Um, he is then because you know, the the women around him are, are basically they have to control themselves, but basically sex crazed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is just this is just a funny one. I think in one, I think in the last bit of this episode, we see him having to basically pick any girl he he was to. Uh, Sleep with basically, yeah. obviously, because they get no. to, to procreate. What a guy! 
I don't know if I'm uh, saying no. No, no, you you'd ragdoll all of them. <laughs> if I go all sa- of them. if I gotta save the world, I gotta save the world. <laughs> um The Farway Paladin, episode one. So Farway Paladin uh is a really interesting one. Um this book I think I don't know whether to call it Isakai or not, because when it starts, it starts as sort of like a dream sequence where this boy is falling through what appears to be water, right? But his silhouette is just pure light. So I have a feeling that he is, and he also said that he had a previous life. He said, he talks about him having a previous life, living in hardship or whatever. He gets born into this, I guess, next world, perhaps. Mm-hmm. What well, is, is the next world where he is taken care of from an, as an infant, um, all the way to, I think he's about seven years old, um, at the end of episode one. And he's being looked after by a ghost who is a wizard. A zombie, uh, a female zombie who is like a, a priestess or something. And lastly, um, I <coughs> guess it'll be, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to call them. Um, those, uh, skeletons, there's a specific name given to them, but, um, he used to be a warrior and like an undead skeleton, whatever you call it. And so he used to be a warrior and they're sort of looking after him, teaching him, feeding him and things like that. Um, he still retains his memories of his past life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in a sense, he's able to rationalize certain things. A bit like Jobless Reincarnation when um, uh, Rudy was a baby, but still able to rationalize things in his head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a really, really good anime so far. I think it's one that's going to pull your heartstrings as well. Um, in fact, I probably think it's to the same vein as Jobless Reincarnation. So, Nana and everyone else listening, I recommend you watch this. Um, if you like Jobless Reincarnation, I think you're going to like this too. Nice. And last week, but not least, I have been playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot on the Switch. Um, so far, I'm onto the Boo. I'm now on the Boo Saga. I've just started the Boo Saga. So we see Babidi um, coming into the fold. We see Dabura. Um, and where I am right now is where Vegeta is, you know, well, Babidi's trying to uh, take over Vegeta. Vegeta has just finished his fight with uh, Goku. Um, you know, being powered by, um, <clears throat> by, I guess, Bubbly's, um, magic. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. So quite a lot, but bear in mind, it has been about two weeks, three weeks since, um, we last, re- well, since I last was a recording. So yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> mm. Boy, you need to send me your, um, switch friend code. Oh, I do, you know, I'll do that. I'll do that since we're done. Yeah, I didn't realize you'd already got a switch. Yeah, you need to send me your friend code. Um, <clears throat> calm. Let me just quickly bang through some of the stuff that I've, you know, watched and didn't catch up. You've probably touched upon all the anime that I was going to talk about. Um, the only one that I think you didn't mention was the, t- um, <clears throat> um, I am a spider, so what? Um, I really liked how, like, it was actually going back and forth. And at the end, we kind of got the, I don't know it's the end, but like, so basically it was following two different timelines and it wasn't really made clear until near the end, didn't it? And I thought that was really cool. And again, I liked how we've been following the spider around thinking that she's the good person when technically by the end, she's actually the villain. And she's worked. She wasn't really the villain, though. <laughs> no, no, but moving forward, it looks like she's got to be the villain, though. 
Because mm. she's she joins she joins the villains team, innit? Yeah, she she joins the um the demon. I guess the the yeah the, the demon spider. Which you know, as far as we were meant to believe, they were the villains, but they're potentially they're mm-hmm. gonna be kind of like the good guys. Like again, the story is gonna be is gonna be very interesting moving forward, isn't it? So I I I did really enjoy it. Like because again, initially remember I wasn't really feeling it, but um, as like the story's progressed, yeah, like I like it, it. Like I think it's it's very well done. Um, yeah. Uh, the only other thing, oh. Oh, two things, and then we'll move to like some of the news. Uh, Sex Education season three. Uh, I finally got the chance to finish that. Uh, that gets a whole kick oh, in. Good. Um, I yeah, re- like yeah. that. It's hard for things to stay good after so many episodes, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And like, you know, I felt like this episode just added a little bit more drama. Like, you know, characters like Otis and Eric have been quite fairly clean. Um, in previous episodes for a while I can remember so having them have these faults and having them screw up and stuff like that um, and seeing like how that gets revolved in the future like it was it is it Adam um, the principal yeah, son Adam, the, the bully I never thought I would like side with that character and like in, like like that character and you know be rude for him to like you know find love and stuff because he was such a dick at the beginning but this yeah. season probably like endeared me to his character and mm-hmm. listen, I've got a shout out to the casting director here yeah, because whoever casted Adam and then the principal, yeah, they look so alike. I cannot believe they're not related. <laughs> like, it's crazy, man. Um, yeah. yeah, so I if mean, anyone has. You know, sorry, Because you were talking about sex education, I mean, I've got some notes on it already, so I might as well do it now before yeah. uh, we come back to this. So, um, like you said, characters are uh, characters are very interesting this this season. Um, characters have actually grown and become more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Otis has fully come out of the shell, going from you know nervous teenage to now exploring his own sexual needs, as well as becoming more independent from his mother, even changing her and you know psychoanalyzing her actions, like how she psychoanalyzes his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having a relationship with uh, Ruby, who's the popular girl in high school. Yeah. Um, I think the actress is also in EastEnders. I can't remember her 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 name, but she's also she was also in EastEnders. So I, still is in EastEnders. I haven't um, watched EastEnders in the longest I time. Don't, I don't watch EastEnders, but I thought it was interesting for you to bring up. Yeah. Um, I do actually be able to tell Maeve how he feels about her. Um, have made him such much more interesting character. Um, you know, while keeping everything that made us like him in the first place, um, such as you know his need to give advice, his awkwardness, and social standing. Um, so I think all that played really well with him. Even his relationship with Ola, who you know went from being his girlfriend to now his sister and stepsister, um, yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought all that was really, really interesting. Um, Eric is still one of my favorite characters, or is my favorite character. Uh, you know, he's gone through a lot with hiding sexuality at first from his family in previous episodes, especially season one. So now wanting everyone to know who he is, and you know, mm-hmm. being un- unapologetic, uh, unapologetically so. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he he dates um, his ex-bully Adam, who has also recently come out as gay. And, you know, even, even with Adam, like we said, he's now... He, he now wants to better himself. Um, yeah. He's not exactly fighting people because he doesn't know how to react to certain things. Yeah. Um, in fact, in one episode, he even tries to... He even asked the teacher to help him move up a set. So yeah, he doesn't want to be done anymore. 
Exactly. So you can tell that he's actually growing as a character. I really, really appreciate that. I am um, sorry. I kind of just want to apologize. Like I missed like thirty seconds of what's up or what you said because my headphones was bugging. So I don't know if you said this already, but yeah. I was absolutely gassed when they went to Nigeria and they were actually playing Afrobeats uh, and stuff. I was like, yo, like it, it, it's nice seeing Afrobeats again continue to like infiltrate mainstream culture. And even though I'm not Nigerian, it's it's, it's great seeing the Africa representation on the screen. Um, it was it was just really cool, wasn't it? So that, I'll that tell you what, though. Huh? with that episode, I'll tell you what though, with that episode, I, I generally was hesitant with it because I know how West Africa, especially Ghana, Nigeria, are with gay people. Yeah, so yeah. I thought that either it was going to go very very left. Mm-hmm. Or it was that it was actually gonna be an enjoyable experience where you know Black we saw is a very enjoyable experience and things like that. I thought I thought it was I, I, to, I think um, they they handled it well enough. Like it wasn't that's I think. too <laughs> left to like enrage the Africans in it. Like I think yeah, it, because it was enough. It was a small little snippet. Yeah, and yeah. do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, honestly, because I, I, there was a bit I felt fearful for the character, so mm. I'm, I'm just I'm just happy that he's that that you know he had a good trip here to uh, to Nigeria. Yeah. Um, May's character has pretty much stayed the same. I think you know an incredibly book and street swap rebellious person that doesn't like to lean on others for any help. Um, mm. But she does become a bit more vulnerable this season, especially when it comes to her mother and sister. Yeah. Um, even accepting Amy's help and get her on a school trip because she says she doesn't want any handouts from anyone, mm. even given her, uh, even given her situation. Um, yet she realizes that actually along the way she's got, like she needs to accept people's help, and you start to see that even moving in with her sister's foster mother. Yeah, um, which was pointless because she's about to go to America. I don't know if it's America yeah, for a yeah, year yeah, yeah. or whether it's for. Um, just like the summer holidays or something. Mm, mm. But, but yeah, yeah I, I, I still, I still think, I still think they've done very well with you know developing these characters, and there obviously there are other characters that we, mm, pardon me, that we've seen and how they're growing um, as as individuals. So it's not just these main characters; it's it's also everyone, like Otis's mum, um, do you know what I mean, um, Ola's dad, um, the principal, um. I can't remember her name, but Ola, Ola's girlfriend, who's the one who's into aliens and stuff like that, you see her going through this phase where she doesn't want to, um, or she sort of, sort, sort of rejects the alien stuff, and then she's brought back to like it again, and yeah. you know, it's like all of it, all of it is great, all of it is great. Even even the French, even the French guy, um, you know, grows as a character. He's also mm, he, gets a, he gets a little bit more development, more screen time as well. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. him getting so, so much screen time in previous seasons. Yeah, because he was literally a throw. No, no, I would say a throwaway character, but because he was such a side character, only yeah. there for the development of other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, Eric specifically. Um, he was a bit of a throwaway character, but now I like to see that he's become a bit, a lot, a lot more involved. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, the, I've just spoken about the characters, but there's other stuff that happens in the series, um, like Jax, for example. So all, overall, this is a whole chicken for me. Nice. Before you know, I, I waste all our recording time just talking about uh sex education. Yeah, right, no, I, 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 I I fully agree that it's a whole chicken as well, man. It's really well done. I cannot wait for season four. Uh, <clears throat> the 
Next thing I want to talk about before we move on to the news, uh, Star Wars Vision. It's a shame because we were mm. delaying and delaying and delaying because T wanted to talk about it with you, um, mm. as you like, you know, the, know the most about Star Wars. Um, I really enjoyed it. So you, the very first, I know you've got a little bit more detail notes than I am. I'm going to kind of wrap through yeah. it very quickly. Uh, the first episode of the jewel was black and white. Um, I thought, that when she drew for the light, the the umbrella lightsaber, I yeah. was like, "What? This I is so sick!" Um, so that was really cool, and I liked obviously the Japanese Jedi samurai style. Uh, it was hyped, and it was a very good start to the episode. Uh, and I would give it like, a free piece. What was what did you think of that one? Oh, it's George. Do you want me to go through that one episode or through the whole? No, 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 let's go. Let's go one, one. Go quickly one one episode, and then I'll go into the next one, and then the next one. Because I've literally just got a sentence about each one. Cool. So episode one, the duel. Again, it gave me Afro samurai vibes. The fighting animation, the te- the technological um, mixing with the you know post feudal Japanese like surrounds and culture. Um, the lightsabers are freaking cool like the umbrella that you just mentioned have multiple blades and she's also able to pull out an actual single bladed lightsaber from the umbrella mm. um, so I thought it was really good um, the log fight that they had in, on the water is so similar to the lava fight from uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan nice um, yeah. you know the Sith's hair was an afro which again reminded me of Afro Sabrai um, I think me this was like george lucas's wet dream because star wars is influenced heavily by martial arts especially japanese martial arts mm-hmm. um and you know jedi were modeled after samurai with their stoic mannerisms um so the ronin says he's not a jedi so oh sorry so this is moving on from that i'm um, just going to you know brush through this quickly um the ronin uh who we, I, say, I guess people refer to as a jedi is not actually a jedi he must be a gray you know what I mean? Sort of walking that chaotic middle of both halves of the Force. Um, yeah, because so it wasn't his lightsaber red as well. So technically, it was, he, was, he was a Sith. Yeah. yeah, it was red. So, yeah. Also, also episode, I give it... Um, I give it a whole chicken. Okay, cool. Uh, the next episode was called Tatooine Rhapsody. Uh, I thought it had very cool animation. Uh, it was almost chibi-like, the style. Um, it was fun. And I would also give this one a free piece. Mm-hmm. So this one, um, the beginning was like the Jedi Purge. Um, you know, this is one way to not draw a draft. Oh, sorry. Let me start again. This is definitely one way to not draw attention to yourself as a, you know, like a punk rock band. Um, like, for, for, how do I say uh, For example, after Jedi Purge, Jedi went into hiding. <coughs> you see characters like, like Ezra Bridger, for example, go into hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, you see... Um, um, other characters in Star Wars going into hiding and things like that after Jedi Purge. So starting a rock band was freaking hilarious because that's 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 that you draw attention to yourself like that. Yeah. Um, we see Boba Fett, who I mean, really, really cool. Seen him in chibi form as well. Um, and the animation reminded me of Beautiful Joe. If anyone remembers Beautiful uh, Joe, ah yes, 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 yes. Yeah, it reminds me a bit of Beautiful Joe. Um. You know, grown adults animated in small bodies. Um, again, just a very fun episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up was the twins. Um, again, a really cool episode. I think this was my favorite episode so far. Uh, I gave this mm. one a whole chicken. Um, I did think that there were certain elements of it that was a little bit. Well, I'll say a little bit stupid, but like 
when they were out in space, I was just like, well, they should die. Like, they can't breathe in space. They're, you know... Um, yeah. They're not going to be able to survive. But then we've all seen, you know, the Force can do whatever they want with the Force in it. So, fuck us in it, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting you say that. It's interesting you say that because the, the animation reminds me of Gurren Lagann. Do you, do you have him? Yes, have yes, yes, yes. I do yeah, know so Gurren Lagann. Yeah, so they're out of space as well. And, you know, the... the the robot gets so big that you know, and obviously they can breathe in space and blah blah. It's absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like I guess the robot ends up being the size of a of a whole galaxy or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah, this is what it reminded me of. Um, um, yeah, the droid that we saw is similar to C-3PO with its mannerisms. The one that was looking after um, um, one of the twins, the yeah. the male twin. Mm-hmm. Um. Our duo is R2-D2. I mean, the name is the biggest hint there. Mm-hmm. Um, the twin story here feels like a what-if scenario if Luke and Leia were taken by Vader or Palpatine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Uh, this, Star- this episode, sorry, this episode, I would like to see continued. I would like to see, like, you know, a conclu- like a conclusion. I would like to see more of this episode in this world. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, they could they could do so much with this series. I think mm. it's one that it should definitely um, continue. Um, Star Wars always pits close people against each other in the future. Uh, in the future, so you know, like Vader, Obi Wan, Luke, and Kylo, um, Kylo Ren, etc. Um, usually, if someone can understand understand droid speak, they're light side users and destined for some greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we saw Kyber crystals. Um, and the kyber crystals are used in a lot of you know, different, um, I think, applications. I said allocation, but I meant applications, mm-hmm. um, including lightsabers, uh, where they are tuned to the force. So, which, which is why, um, um, pardon me, the the evil twin was looking for. I think her name is Am. Am was looking for um, um, a kyber crystal, but was so keen again these kyber crystals. Um, you know what I mean? Force visions that that um, the other twin. Um, saw were premised to what well, Anakin <laughs> saw and you know that it was actually the force visions that sort of started turning Anakin to the dark side mm-hmm. um, and you know throughout Star Wars lore they have both aided and hindered force sensitives mm-hmm. um, so Kare is the other one's name Kare Kare is the um, I think Kare is the brother maybe it's the other way around but yeah the conversation between Kare and Am mirrors Anakin and Obi-Wan um, on Mustafar um so yeah, I thought again that was um I thought that was cool. And lastly, Am's light whip. So Am is the is the sister who's the dark side user. Mm. Um Am's light whips are actually from Star Wars Legends Continuity, where we see many characters, um, mainly Sith, use um um light whips. So I thought it was pretty cool to see here. Okay. Calm. Uh the next one was the Village Bride. Um we got a gold lightsaber. Um mm. and I also give this one a free piece. Nice. Um, so this was a nice, simple one. Um, good story as well. Um, the villagers' rituals used the force, much like the way the Night Sisters used theirs. And um, you know, I mean, throughout um, sort of Star Wars laws, not just Jedi and Sith are able to use um, the force. A lot of people use it to varying degrees. Um, yeah. Some may not be able to, you know, shoot lightning out of their hands or move objects out of their hands, but it's almost like a group meditation is able to manifest something, for example, um, like we see in this, so I thought that was really cool. Um, 
this episode reminds me of uh, Din Djarin on the farm. So Din Djarin is, is the Mandalorian mm-hmm. in, you know, the, the Mandalorian. Um, where an outsider saves the village from bandits. Um, and I like how in this episode you had the blaster bolt frozen in the air, which is directly from Star Wars Episode 7, where we see Kylo Ren do the same thing. Yeah. That was yeah. badass, though. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, what's, what's, I felt, I feel like I remember the gold lightsaber having some kind of significance. So the gold lightsaber is mainly used by Jedi Guardians. Um, or sorry, no Jedi Guardians, Jedi Sentinels. Jedi Sentinels are, for example, the ones that enforce Jedi law. So mm-hmm. if you look at, if you watch any of the um, Star Wars, um, or what's it called? Star Wars Clone Wars series. For example, during um, ah- Ahsoka's trial, <clears throat> she was surrounded by Jedi Sentinels. Um, again, again, Jedi Sentinels are some are people that actually um, um, that actually instill some sort of fear in um, oh, what's his name in Palpatine, just because of how powerful they are in in the Force themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so when you ever see a gold lightsaber, just so you know that it's uh, it's a Jedi uh, Sentinel again, which is what. Um, um, Ray is in uh, episode nine um, because she has her gold lightsaber as well. So you know that she's going to uphold Jedi. Jedi <laughs> Sorry, um, I've, I I can't hear you right now. Apologies. Um, give me a hot second. Right, I'm on pause. I can hear you now. Um, you gave me. Yeah, I can hear you now. And hopefully, I, can, it, right. I continue to hear you. All right. So um, I don't know if you caught everything I said, but. Um, Ray, for example, where she had a gold lightsaber in episode seven, sorry, episode nine, mm-hmm. um, it shows that she's also a guard, a Jedi Sentinel, someone who's going to upload, uh, Jedi law, or I guess her new version of Jedi law. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the significance of, uh, of gold lightsabers. All right, cool. Um, where's my notes? Where's my notes? The uh, Knight of Jedi should be next one. The Knight of Jedi. Oh, this one, I was just saying that it was this, just this whole thing just screamed trap. Like I was just like, <laughs> it's a trap. Uh, this is a really, really, really cool episode. I give it a free piece. Um, I found it interesting that they, in a sense, introduced that. Um, well, not necessarily introduced, but like they showed one of the Jedi's got corrupted by the dark side with the other people around him, yeah. and his lightsaber changed from red to blue. I thought that was like an interesting little concept there. Um, and then the girl was sick with a lightsaber. It was, it was it, like, yeah. Again, this is even though I'm only giving this on a free piece share. I would like to see where they would have gone with this story. Like, I could have done with a little bit more on this one. Oh, do you know what? So, um, in this one, we saw there were masterless Jedi, or what? What they um, sort of appear to be masterless Jedi. Yeah. Um, so, masterless Jedi are referred to in this. Um, episode this in the same vein as Bossless Samurai, aka Ronin. Um so a very interesting thing was that lightsaber technology had been lost to the galaxy. Uh, this is perhaps set in a future after the Jedi Purge. Mm-hmm. Um just because they were able to make their own lightsabers. Usually Jedi um especially in that during the times of the High Republic and the Republic, Jedi would create their own lightsabers so they will go mine their own crystal and then create their own lightsaber using the force. Um, so and the force sort of envisions, they sort of envision what their lightsaber should be. So every Jedi has been through this, or the majority of Jedi have been through this. 
Um, whereas with this one, it's sort of like you need almost like a blacksmith to make you uh, a lightsaber, which is very, very interesting. Um, another interesting one is that lightsabers don't change color immediately. Uh, they take a substantial amount of time to do so because they're imbued with the force from their owner. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with this one, it was sort of created a way that as soon as a Jedi held this lightsaber, it would be attuned to them. So the length would be attuned to them. The color would be attuned to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was which is interesting because um, during the fights, we see that while the lightsabers is well while the sith or dark jedi gets disarmed and the color immediately changes from uh red to blue <coughs> um which is what we kept which is what we kept seeing so i thought that was really in- interesting um margrave was using to menace so margrave was uh, the character who was able to um absorb edgy attacks and um so she was using also they were using a technique called to menace so to menace is a force ability that allows you that allows the user to absorb energy blast, including force lightning and blast bolts. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it was really good to see here. Nice. All right, the next episode was T O B one. To B one. And immediately, I was like, "Oh, this looks like Astro Boy." And then we got. Yep, I thought it was that same thing. We got the, and I saw the droid. I was like, "Okay, this is basically Astro Boy meets Star Wars." Um, yeah. This is a cool episode. Uh, for some strange reason, I don't have this one rated, uh, but I probably think I would have given it a free piece. Um, mm. It was good. It was fun, and it? it was a little bit like light-hearted. Um, it, it it was it was cool to see if that makes sense. Like I felt this like even though they're all like Japanese like, like Japanese anime inspired, I felt like this one felt the most because immediately as I looked at, it, I was just like, this is basically Astro Boy, isn't it? Um, yeah. So yeah, it was really cool. What, what was your take on these? Um, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, I I really enjoyed the like I said, it was uh, I think it's either Toby one or Toby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 gonna have a look and see if Toby was actually Astro Boy's day because I think that'd be a perfect fit if it was. I feel like it, I feel like it was, and that's what like yeah. that's why it was. It, they didn't bait it out as Toby, and they made it Toby one. Which is basically yeah. Toby in it, so. Oh, his name is uh, Tobio. That's his name, Tobio. Mm. So yeah, it was a very so, nice yeah. reference and call call back to Astro Boy. Definitely. Um, even even Professor Bitaka um shares you know the same big nose as Doctor Hiroshi in um in Astro Boy. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought this one was a bit. Uh, this was interesting because droids can't use the force because they don't have any biological tissue to carry bidichlorians, which are little symbiotic or- organisms mm-hmm. that enable people to use the force, right? But Toby was able to use the force. Well, I thought that was very, very interesting. Maybe I thought Toby that. was more like yeah. a an android than a droid. Perhaps he was more of an android, which is yeah. similar to what Astro, Astro Boy is, right? Um, so it was nice seeing Toby balancing on one hand uh, when he had the lightsaber, because it's a reference to um, to Luke Skywalker's train scene on uh, in Empire Strikes Back on Dagobah, where mm-hmm. Yoda trains him, and the Force Ghost of uh, um, Hitaka is like Obi Wan. I mm-hmm. thought that was all really cool. Um, like, and like you said, this is literally Star Wars meets Astro Boy. So yeah, this this is probably a whole chicken for me. Nice. Um... The next one was called The Elder. 
Uh, I can't remember which, what this one was about. I've just got on my nose. I like the art style on this one, and I've given it a free piece. All right. So, all right. This episode reminds me of Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Um, just, just in terms of the the master um, student relationship, especially with both the mannerisms. I think um, the master was also very stoic, and Obi Wan. This is like this is a young Obi Wan I'm talking about. Um, so you know. So can, uh, can you remind me what happens on this episode? Because I I cannot remember. Um, so this is the episode where um, it's sort of it's, it's, it's basically like a fight. It's basically a fight between um, um. So they they walk around trying to investigate who this uh, dark Jedi is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or a Sith. They, some of the people say that it's a Sith. There's a Sith there, right? Yeah. Uh, so they get the error to see who if there really is a Sith, and it can't. <laughs> oh, and and yes, yes, and he doesn't. He he's like got the the um two. He's basically got the, the samurai. He's got a katana and like the other one. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember this one. Yeah, yeah I remember this one. Yeah, yeah. So in my notes, I have that every time someone says I have a bad feeling about this, and this has happened throughout the entire series as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as in the, the series of um. Uh, visions. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of Obi Wan, who often said that, especially during the Clone Wars, he yeah. always says, "I have a bad feeling about this." So this is this is a proper nod, like all throughout the series, a proper nod to Obi Wan Kenobi and yeah. um, and you know Star Wars references. Um, the Sith has the characteristic yellow eyes, showing his corruption caused by the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Jedi's the Jedi Master's stance when he's fighting the Sith mirrors Yoda's stance. Um, so I thought you know that was pretty cool to see. Um, Wasn't that? As, well, I thought it, it, I thought it, I thought it was um, Obi One stance in because it wasn't that wasn't that form one or whatever they call it. No, so all right, so Yoda stance is a stance for form four, mm-hmm. um, which is which uses a lot of acrobatics and stuff like that. With Obi One's Obi One stance is form three, and it's That's the it's one. the it's, it's the typified, you know, his hand is out and the and the blade or the um lightsaber is over his head. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. That's that's the form three. That's the typical I thought, form three. Stance. I thought he did form three. I might have to go back yeah. and watch that episode because I can't remember yeah. it. He's holding it, it to his face, so mm. if it's not form three, then it's form five. Sorry, if it's not form um form four, it's probably form five. No. Um, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, I, I, I slightly remember the episode now. Um, it was a pretty decent episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next one is Lopo and Ocho, and I'll put in my notes, of course, there's a furry episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, it's, it's not Japanese anime culture yeah. without furries and, you know, uh, animal characters. Um, mm. I didn't rate this one. Um, I didn't remember loving this one. I thought this one was okay. Uh, I did find it was cool because didn't she get the lightsaber and you know, um, she inherited, inherited a family and then the girl was using, yeah. oh, what was she using? She was using, uh, I can't remember. She, cause she wasn't using a lightsaber. Was she not like using like these, um, like nunchuck kind of things or my completely? Yeah, yeah, she was. I think I think it was I think they might be nunchucks. Um, oh, she was using something. Or, I it was a, or maybe blasters or whatever as well. Yeah, um, it, it, it was a cool enough episode. I just I think this one one more for me was probably the weakest. That's probably why I didn't rate it. So I think. Right. What did you think of this episode? 
So with this one, my sentiments to this episode are the same as the twins episode because you know again remember what I said about close people people being close to each other and mm-hmm. then being pulled apart from each other. Exactly the same thing happened in this one. Yeah. Uh, where we see yeah where we see you know, the adopted sisters um, turn against each other. Um, I thought it was a cool. I thought it was a really cool episode because this is basically what we see in Star Wars, um, especially with the rise of the Empire, where the Empire will go to planets that were previously either Republic, um, or um, uh, what's the look for, or were neutral. I will say, ah, we're here to help you. We will help you with your production because you obviously need this resource and turn out to basically just rape the land for everything for the Empire and mm-hmm. you know. Chinese people, mm-hmm. well, basically, it's a slave. So, with the resistance, resistance is quickly crushed, and people who are loyal to certain families return to the empire, or in the name of you know the empire. Um, whether these whether these characters have been said or not, so we see that in here. Um, I really like the imagery here because the emblem, the swan emblem that they had, is actually the Jedi insignia. Um, which is the boss? Which is um, boss family's uh, family crest? So I thought that was really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I genuinely enjoyed this uh, episode because it showed that even though um, I can't remember the character's name for life, me, but even though the furry character was an outsider, the part of the family as biologically, mm-hmm. she was still adopted and you know a a, a Jedi. Yeah. Um, Oh, I guess a Jedi in inverted commas, but I thought it was absolutely amazing, especially with the story of how the um, light symbols passed down from generation to generation because of the Jedi. Um, so you could tell this was definitely after the fall of the Empire. Um, I give this probably a, a probably a half chicken. Okay, cool, cool. Mm. And again, last uh, I want to say the last episode, Ak- Akikiri. Yes. Yep, it's the last episode. Um, I have n- I didn't write any notes on this, so I'm I'm wondering if I even finished it. I feel like I did, but uh, if you talk about it, let me see if it, it triggers any memories. Ah, uh, so this one I can't fully remember the episode. As in, I've got my notes down, but I can't fully remember the episode. I think this was towards the end. This was like burnout for me because um, I just started just bliss through the episode. So apologies to listeners that I don't give you an accurate representation of this. Yeah, um, I might go I'll back and that- watch this last episode again. All right, I'll say that this episode reminds me of Anakin's Force of the Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've said this before. The Force visions he had with Padme, everything to do, everything he doing, everything he could to save her, only to kill her in the hand. In the end, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, overall, whole chicken for me for um, uh, Star Wars visions. Um, Really, really, really enjoyed it. I think because I'm just a Star Wars, such a Star Wars fan, it's sort of like, um, um, what's I'm looking for? It's, it's, it's sort of going back to, um, I guess what made Star Wars Star Wars in the first place. Do you know what I mm, mean? Yeah. With all, with all the, um, you know, just with the samurai stuff being making Star Wars, Star Wars, you know, all the martial arts stuff, the stoicism, um, the law around Star Wars. Um, I really, really appreciated it, and that's why I'm giving it a whole chicken. I mean, this is me being sentimental here. Nice. <laughs> so it's a sentimental for, uh, whole chicken. Cool, cool. I'm gonna give it a solid three piece, man. There wasn't enough episodes that were of whole chicken levels for me to absolutely love it. Um, and you know, I am a big Star Wars fan, um, but it, it just didn't do enough. Like, 
I think if the ones that I really enjoyed got expanded on a little bit and like, you know, gave more of a, a complete story, then maybe I'd have been able to give it a whole chicken. But mm-hmm. I would definitely like a season two. Like I would definitely watch more of these little like shorts of Star Wars, especially done in the Japanese anime style. So obviously I'm a massive fan of anime. Um, but yeah. All right. So, um, we're going to like quickly breeze through the rules. I haven't got, um, the tablet connected so there's not going to be any bumpers and stuff we're just going to kind of just wrap through things fairly quickly we will touch upon some of the more interesting ones um so general news uh rocky ford director's cut um that was um a news that big t part there i have i seen the rocky movie i don't think i've seen any of the rocky movies okay no, I, don't th- I think i've got the box set to watch them but i don't think i have seen like even like it wasn't a while ago before I actually sat down and watched all the Rambo movies. Um, mm. Like I know the the whole um, you know Adrian and Creed. No, did I watch it? We must watch the one with Creed. Because um, I've definitely seen Creed one and Creed two. Oh, sorry, sorry, not Creed. Sorry, not um, Creed. Yeah, the Creed is the one with uh, Michael B. Yeah, I've seen Creed um, one and Creed two, but I feel like I might have watched the Rocky movies in the build up to that, but I just don't remember. Yeah, yeah, that's the one where he's fight, he's fight against the Russian guy and yeah. Creed dies. Um, he gets yeah, obviously he dies during uh, after just at the end of the boxing fight. Oh, I'm um, I'm not sure if I rewatched them again. I've, I've, I've seen oh. clips of all the Rocky movies. I know the old Adrian. I love you. Like, do you know what I mean? So I feel like so even if I haven't watched them, I feel like I watched them just from all the pop culture references and stuff mm. like that. Um. Uh, James McAvoy wants to play a young Picard. Uh, is he just going through all of Patrick Stewart's role? Um, I can see James McAvoy playing Picard. It would be cool because obviously he played uh, Professor X as well. Um, Ted Lasso show can now use Premier League logos, clubs, jerseys, and archive football in the upcoming seasons, which is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Korean TikToks have been pointing out inaccurate accuracy in Netflix Squid Games subtitles. Netflix has now changed or improved their trans on their translation. Do you know what? It's like it's hard sometimes because you know they want to generalize it for American and Western audiences. Um, yeah. I felt like they did enough for me to understand a lot of the references without needing the you know the direct correct translations. I got what I felt I need to get from those characters, uh, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's just that, for example, if you listen to all right, so. Um some of the conversations they had, like um, when the old man was talking to, I can't remember the guy's name, but um, he called him his Gungu. Yeah. Um, there was also there was some, some, some lost translation of what he was actually saying. So, um, yeah, Netflix have gone back and just approved a few of them. That's, that's all. But it sort of gives you a bit more um, context into what they're saying. Um, which is which is which, which is what I like. I mean, it's good that TikTokers uh, pointed this out so, so Netflix could go back, you know, Add a bit more to it so that people sort of get a better meaning or well-rounded meaning of what the conversation yeah. actually is about. Um, but yeah, I take I take I take a point that you know they just want to get the subtitles out there uh, for Western audience to understand. But you know, I'm sure because we've seen watch an anime, you and I appreciate more context. Mm. Yeah, or I guess watch anime um, with original um, in- Japanese and English subtitles. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah, and also Squid Game um, Season 2 has been scheduled for release December 2022. Yeah. I don't know if I want a Season 2. <laughs> I mean, the way they ended it, I mean, there was pretty much going to be a Season 2 of it. Hmm. I don't want a season two. I think it should just end. Because, uh, you know, it's just one of the ones that if they if they come back and it's absolutely amazing, like, I'm not going to complain in it, but I'm just nervous in it. Like, you, you, you had such a a good show in it. Like, I'm scared that they might potentially ruin it by coming back with the season two and then being like, lackluster. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if they were to bring a season two, and this is what I think I would appreciate just a little bit more, yeah, and this would have potentially been a nice way for the West to kind of get involved without bastardizing it, without by doing an 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 an, an American adaptation. Is him it get on the is him get on the plane to America, and then try to shut down the game in America, because we got told that there was Squid Game basically held all over the world, mm-hmm. like. I would have liked that as a season two, in my opinion, rather than him, you know, going back to, to try and shut down the Korean game. Mm. Or, you know, like, maybe we get him going to America for a period of time, like, he's living happy, his happy life, and then at some point, like, his daughter ends up in the, the American Squid Game, and then he's trying to find her to try and, you know, save her, before she ends up getting killed in the game and stuff like that. Mm. So, um, yeah. Uh, all right, so quick comic book news. Uh, normally Big T handles all this. Um, Disney and Scarlett Johansson have come to an agreement. Um, suppose they have set for $40 million, um, yep. which, you know, fair enough. Like, I'm glad she yeah, got paid. I mean, I'll, yeah, after going through the saga, um, it is fair. It is fair. Yeah. Um, like I said, she's obviously rubbed me the wrong way with everything else that she's been, that she's, she's been saying doing so mm. um yeah and initially I didn't I didn't I guess I didn't see it but um I tried to I tried to be I tried to be fair to her yeah um I think yeah, I think this little bit this little bit is decent um do you know what I mean because obviously her show her contract was tied to um how many um how well it sold out how sorry how well her movie uh, Black Widow sold sold in uh, cinema. Um, obviously, it would have fed into her profits and whatnot. Um, do you know what I mean? There was, there was probably, probably for renegotiation, but long story short, uh, they've come to an agreement and uh, she settled for $40 million. So, yeah. Well done. Yeah, no, that's calm. Um, Echo series rumored to be spiritual season four to Netflix Daredevil with a majority of the cast expected to return. Hmm, interesting. Well, we're meant to be getting an appearance of, um, oh, I forgot his name. Is it Matt Murdock? Matt Murdock. Matt yeah. Murdock uh, in um, in No Way Home. And then we're meant to be getting um, uh, Wilson Fisk in a in Hawkeye. So it'll be cool to see these characters come back. Um, Wonders Vision spin-off star Catherine Han in the, Han in the works at Disney+. Plus. If the show isn't called Agatha Long, we riot according to Big T. Um, you know, I know that that character was hugely successful and hugely popular. Whether it's enough to do its own spin-off show, like who knows? Um, but 
And again, again, for the most part, Marvel and Disney, with the stuff that they're doing in MCU, cannot do any wrong. So I am all for it. Um, before you move on from before you move on from that one, I just want to say that also the comic books, Agatha Harkness was the one who taught Wanda how to control her powers. Um, the way they've done Wonder Vision is that she tried to absorb Wanda's powers and didn't really teach her anything. So I'm hoping this is more of a, um, an explanation of her past, so we get to see you know, I guess more things come to fruition, like you know the Dark Hold, Dark Dark Hold being um. Uh, the book of I believe it's Cthon, could be wrong mm-hmm. um, so that might be explored a little bit more um, which will obviously lead back to WandaVision or whenever the next Wonder um, sign is with whatever movie she's going to be in yeah that's what I'm looking forward to alright cool 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 alright over to you dude just give us some anime and manga news Alright, so Funimation is streaming Tesla Notes, AMAIM Warrior, at the borderline. Um, ooh, speaking of which, I did watch that anime. Um, um, AMAIM. So, um, I'll call it AMAIM because it's long to say AMAIM. Um, AMAIM is one where basically, Japan has been taken over by um, I, I say another country. Um, it looks like it's taken over by the Western countries. And Japanese are treated as second class citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an artificial intelligence um, and called an AIM. Um, basically, it's artificial intelligence that can be used to take over other um, robots. So I think the robot itself is called AIM. AIM. Uh, these are like basically Gundam. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, super vast, strong, um, requires a pilot to sort of sync their biosignature to the robot um, whilst they're in the cockpit. Um, yeah, really good animation. Um, decent, um, I guess, intro episode. Um, so yeah, looking forward to this. I, I recommend this. Uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's see where this takes us. Um, Toonami um, will show, or yes, will show Batman Ninja anime on October 16th. Nice. Um I I mean it, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I enjoyed the Batman Ninja one. I mean it was typically Japanese. Um, not so much. I mean the animation style was a bit like, um, if I remember correctly, a bit like the new newer version of um, Berserk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but it's got all the tropes. There's it's got the mecha tropes. It's got you know all sorts in there. So yeah, uh, really good watch. Um, our Last Crusade or The Rise of the New World is getting a sequel. So this anime was actually to do with two societies which had previously been a war. One of them was with one of them was witches, the other one was um or one of them were witches, the other one were um soldiers. Um you know, it's the people who use technology rather than magic. Yeah. Um we have two characters from well, yeah, one character from each of those. Um so a witch um woman or girl, um the soldier uh, boy basically sort of go to a neutral territory and end up actually it looks like it's going to be like a, a love story gets uh, involved in there um, but they team up together to fight to fight this evil uh, witch who started basically everything in the past so yeah I mean I, I thoroughly enjoyed it so I, to, I think I might go back and watch it again because it was, it was, it was a good episode, it was a good series sorry nice. um, I'm happy it's getting a sequel as well um, 
So yeah, I'll be watching that too. Um, Digimon Ghost Game anime has started streaming with Gamamon being the main Digimon partner. Um, so basically, this is... Um, I don't know if I could call this a continuation of any <coughs> of the old uh, Digimon we've seen, mm. but um, it still has the same thing. It's similar to the Digimon, I guess, I was almost said Digimon Tamers. Digimon Tamers was the third iteration of Digimon. Um, but the Digimon... The, the first Digimon series and the second Digimon series, basically, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, I think this time it's not, uh, there aren't kids, there's actually grown people, I think it might be a grown man, or at least a person who's, I'd say, the range of 17 years plus, who's transported to the uh, Digi-world. Um, so yeah, I mean, it looks good. I mean, I mean, synopsis-wise, it sounds good. I haven't seen the episode yet of it, but I'm looking forward to it. Wait, is is Gamamon a new original like Digimon? I think Gamamon is. Um, because I, I, I I've, I've googled it and I don't recognize it. He looks, oh, he, he looks a cross between um Agamon and um Garurumon to be honest. Because he's because he's from the unless... yeah, yeah, yeah he looks he looks a cross between um yeah like I said Agumon and Gomamon. So Gummon was the white uh, steel. That was Joe's game. Joe's um, Digimon, didn't it? Yeah, that was, that was Joe's Digimon. Yeah, so it was a cross between Agumon, or maybe if the Agumon then uh, Gearmon. Oh yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah. I actually, mean Gummon and Agumon crossover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's who Gummon is. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Right, so we're going to finish off with some gaming news. Um, and then there's a million trailers, but we're just going to leave that. Like I said, we're probably not going to be doing trailers and news for a little bit while. So um, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the um, they teased, you know, the Wolverine trailer. Um, mm-hmm. And then supposedly someone, like, took a screen grab and, like, there was, like... Um, oh, 181 or something like a comic book reference in the background and in yeah. that and basically someone was like that comic run was um Hulk versus Wolverine so they were wondering oh, that, was a, that was sick issue oh my so gosh. they were like oh are we gonna get Hulk versus Wolverine in this game and I was just like hey if that's the case I am down like um yeah, by, by, by the time this game one. by the time this game comes out I'll finally have a PlayStation 5 in it so Oh, same here, same here. Because Hulk one eight one was literally when Hulk first met, or maybe it must be issue one eighty, where Hulk first, Wolverine first met Hulk, and Hulk first met Wolverine. I mean, also it's a Hulk um, uh, comic, um, and literally Wolverine was called to fight against the Hulk, and it was amazing. It was a bloody uh, battle. Mm. Um, Wolverine was literally. Like literally pulled into, and mm-hmm. then had to crawl to his body and slowly get his body reattached to itself. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I mean, the other the other iterations from the multiverse, from as in from outside the main six one six storyline, where he you know breaks out of uh, Hulk and, and literally like yeah goes nuts with him. Um. Yeah. So it'll be great. It'll be great to see this. I'm really looking forward to this Wolverine game. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I hope it's done just as well as the Wolverine's Revenge video game on the PS2 back in the day. Nice. Nice, nice. I'm going to let you take this Nintendo Direct as you kind <clears> of <throat> actually yeah. watched it and covered it in detail with Bosch Gamer. 
Cool. So, Nintendo Direct. Um, the Mario film uh, 2022 was announced. So you have Chris Pratt as Mario, mm-hmm. Keegan-Mike and Key as Toad, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black as Bowser, Seth Rogen, Donkey Kong, uh, Charles Martinet, um, original Mario, and he does various other voices. Uh, it's created by Illumination Studios and producer Chris uh, Meladandri. Mm-hmm. As coming this, uh, like I said, it's coming out in December 2022. Nice. Um, yeah, so far, I, I don't know what to think because I don't know. So basically, my thinking is this I want Mario to sound like how Mario sounds in the video games, right? Yeah. So hearing it from Chris Pratt, I don't know if he's going to do if it's going to be his own voice, if mm-hmm. it's going to be um, like an Italian, uh, an Italian style accent. Um, same with uh, well, Charlie Day. I don't know but, if in today's world you can do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, so I have... Well, but like I said, I do want um, Mario to sound like he does in the games. But mm. obviously it'll be oh, culturally sensitive to do that. So I'm just going to sit back and hope that it does well. Obviously we have Jack Black as Bowser. Jack Black is hilarious as hell anyway. Um... And you have also Seth Rogen being Donkey Kong. Seth Rogen also, also does other voices. He's done voices for Big Mouth. He's done... Um, um, oh, his name escapes me right a second. But he does the voice of um, Alan the Alien. That's it. Alan the Alien in um, Invincible. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's got he's got the chops to be a, a voice actor. Um, so yeah, I'm also Keegan-Michael Michael Keel from uh, Key and Peele. And what was the other one? Um, Oh. oh, dang it. His name reminds me of... All right, never mind. But yeah, um, again, very, 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 very good uh, um, actors. So um, yeah, I, I mean, I will, I will, uh, I'll wait in anticipation of this, in nervous anticipation of this. Um, so the next one up are games that I'm excited for because we're a whole host of games, but nothing really... The only a handful of games that truly that I'm truly um, happy to uh, to have heard being announced. Yeah. One of them is Metroid Dread, which is now out. It, it came out October eighth, twenty twenty one. Kirby and the oh, so Metroid Dead is it's a uh, side scroller. Um, so, so it's like, it's a platform platformer, platformer, side scroller, platformer, it's a platformer. Um, so you, it's across a two D background. Um, you jump from platform to platform. A bit like the Mega Man games, but really, really good. Oh, a bit like you know the old Metroid <laughs> games. Um, but yeah, super, super good. Um, animation looks the animation. The graphics look amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the movement looks really, really fluid. So yeah, it's it's a great game to get. Um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. This one's coming out spring twenty twenty two. I think this one this may be Kirby's first sort of three D uh, game. Um, the movement stuff is very similar to um, or I guess the surrounders and the gameplay is very similar to the newest um, Mario game I think it's Mario Odyssey nice um, so you know fully 3D um, multi-directional control of him um, in a 3D world he himself is 3D um, he's got all his old, he's got his old powers as well so you know he can jump for days he can suck um, in enemies spit them out again he can suck enemies um, take some of the powers and then you know dish attacks um to enemies or using their own attacks against them um so yeah it looks super good 
Um, and like I said, it's coming out spring 2022. Next is Bayonetta 3. Um, it's coming late 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's seen the old Bayonetta games, Bayonetta is a really good game. I think I only played the first Bayonetta game and I, was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, did get a chance to play number two, but it's in the same vein. And number three looks really good as well. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, so I'll be getting that. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which is a port to Switch, is coming out November 11th this year. Uh, I am going to get this. I, I literally completed um, Knights of the Old Republic on uh, on PC. If, uh, maybe, maybe yeah, I, I say recently, but it was uh, last year during lockdown. Yeah, this, this is... Yeah. Aren't, they, aren't they doing a remake of this on the PlayStation? Um... Is it this one to make a replay? Of? No, yeah. so this is. I don't know if I don't know if it's on PlayStation, but it's on, well, it was definitely on Switch because obviously Nintendo Direct. No, um, I'm, pretty, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure um, when they did the PS4 announcement that Knights mm. of the Old Republic they're doing like a remaster. Hey, I mean, if that's the case, that's good because it, it's it's a game worth getting. Um, I don't think people. I think you could definitely overlook the obviously outdated graphics and whatnot, but it looks it looks good. Um, from my my experience playing the game. I 100% recommend it. Um, you play as... Um, oh, almost an XR Kuno. Yeah, so in the PlayStation Showcase, they they, they showed a little teaser of Star, um, Knights of the Old Republic. All right. So I'm probably just going to wait for the remake and just play the remake. Yeah. Um, oh, so another... So you play as Revan in this. Um, yeah. Um, this is it's not really spoiler territory because the games were out for so long. So, do you know what I mean? You've had multiple chances to get the game. Um, but yeah, you play as um, as uh, Revan, Revan in the Old Republic, as uh, so the name suggests. Um, you know, he's got amnesia and he wakes up aboard a Jedi, um, a Jedi starship. Um, it's a great RPG game with RPG with you know the, all the typical RPG elements like mm-hmm. being able to um, increase your attributes, uh, skills like um, dual wielding, um, single handed wielding, um, double bladed wielding, um, force powers like force lightning, mm-hmm. um, stunning, all that kind of things. Um, it's got a really good story to it. Um, you know, even side missions add you know. Add, add to building up the world. Um, depending on how you interact with people, how you complete establishments and things like that, you gain light side and dark side uh, points. Um, you can try being the chaotic middle, which I try to be. Um, so you can have both light side and dark side powers. You can be someone who's a full on light side user or someone who's a full on Sith. Um, and the game's ending literally depends on how you align. Um, it's saying that you can still the ending can still be a good ending even though you're a Sith or it can be a bad end, bad ending even though you're a Jedi so it gives you complete freedom to choose how you want to play the game um, that's what I highly recommend mm. um, there's Mario Party Superstars that's coming out October 29th this year um, this is again like um, if anyone's ever played Mario Party Sunshine or any other Mario Party games it's in that same vein where you could choose um, I think it's up to four players um, um, and you can just you know go through each sort of challenge or or you know game with uh, with everyone um, it could be anything from say balloon popping to um, 
standing still underneath an umbrella or something like that, or if you or say something like "Don't get wet." If you get wet, you you die or something like that. Mm. Um, just a whole load of fun, like that chain chop uh, um, racing or whatever the case may be. Um, <coughs> yeah, looking forward to that as well. Yeah. The last one is Triangle Strategy. So the last one, um, two two months ago, mm. um, Triangle Strategy. This is one that came out. Oh, this was this was one that we saw last year as well. Yeah, do you know what? I downloaded the demo and I still haven't played it. <laughs> oh, this would be the perfect opportunity for for you to tell us what it's actually about. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm probably when it comes out, I'm probably gonna get this game because it's like a, a strategy game, isn't it? Like, I yeah, think it's a little bit like Final Fantasy Tactics, but just like okay. a little bit more in terms of like, let's say if you make it rain, it like floods yeah. up a little bit of pitch, and then if you do lightning on the rain. It does like extra yeah. damage and stuff like that. Like, I, I want to okay. say it, it, it. You can like the the things you do in the environment, like even enhances or debuffs like characters. Like, like I said, if you do electricity in the rain, it will like you mm. know stuff like that. So again, that's what I remember from the trailer. I'm yet to play it, even though I've downloaded the demo. I will play it at some point because this is a game I am a hundred percent picking up. All right. Um. Splatoon 3 which is coming out in 2022 so Splatoon has been uh, a great game so far I myself haven't played Splatoon but I've definitely seen Splatoon being played mm. um, if you go if you ask Bosch, uh, Bosch Gamers Vaz he absolutely loves Splatoon um, especially the story and the world so um, that's something to look forward to as well mm-hmm. and lastly it's not a game but it's uh, an addition to the game. And uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, you now have Sora as a playable character. Yeah. I think... Yeah. I think I like I like the memes that came out of this announcement because um, I didn't know this, but supposedly Square Enix and Nintendo basically had beef in it. Oh, really? <coughs> so, they basically, so at some point, their relationship soured and, you know, they weren't on the best of terms, innit? And... Okay. Um, I want to say because of that, like, they hadn't really been, you know, creating many um, Square Enix games for the Switch or putting many games for the Switch. And obviously, you know, Sora is a Disney Square Enix product. Um, So, again, I think this is, like, a way for them to bridge the the gap and bridge the relationship in it. So, we may... And um, not only that, they've obviously recently announced that they're putting all the like previous um, Kingdom Hearts games onto the Switch. Mm-hmm. So this was like a, a very smart media move by Nintendo. You've you've rebuilt the relationship with Square Enix. You've you're you know in a sense promoting um, the remasters of all the previous Kingdom Hearts games coming to the Switch, and you know you've created a, a fantastic character like he's just a little bit different compared to everybody else isn't it mm. um, yeah no I'm I'm I'm, 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 I'm I, I don't play Smash in it so it's one of those ones where like I've got Smash Brothers but I like Marvin and them like, used to be so good at the game and didn't give me a moment's breath to like learn to play the game that I just never bothered to continue playing it Ah, uh, see, I'm used to playing uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. Melee is the one I used to play a lot, and so it was the SX4 version, then Melee, the game on the GameCube. Yeah. Um, the last one I played was Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Is that the one um, where they introduced the little star mechanic thing? Yeah, they did, and they also yeah. I, again, I, I play a little bit, but like I said, them were so good at video games. Like I used to die in like ten seconds, so it made it boring. 
<laughs> but yeah, Super Smash Bros. is one I'm, I'm definitely going to get. I think it might also be the last Super Smash Bros. Mm. game either ever or for a while at least. So um, I'm going to get it while whilst I still can. And, you know, hopefully mm. it'll be at a discount price as well because I'm cheap like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's what mm. we need to get. Um, so again, like I said, I'm not really going to talk too much on trailers. Um there's a trailer for DC's hit I'm uh, not DC Marvel's Hit Monkey which is about an assassin monkey called Hit Monkey uh, yeah um, Muppets Horn Mansion uh, Peacemaker comes out in January um, the only thing I'll say did you watch Suicide Squad the second one yeah yeah I did now based on this Peacemaker trailer doesn't it not kind of contradict the post credit scene in Suicide Squad I mean yeah, it does, but at the same time, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I'm not really. I have no hopes for the DC films, basically. <laughs> I don't. I don't really care what they do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Army of Thieves. Um, you know what? This trailer actually looked kind of interesting compared to Army of the Dead. Uh, we'll probably be reviewing that. Um, they showed us. Uh, I think Netflix did their like Netflix fandom or whatever it's called. Um, and they showed the Cowboy Bo- Cowboy Bebop uh, live action trailer uh, intro. Sorry, um, I thought they did a quite a good job in replicating the anime intro, so I thought that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't care for Stranger Things four, so yeah. Um, you know what? This latest trailer they dropped for Encanto looked really good. Like they showed a little more of the story, and it looked very interesting. So I will probably check it out. Um, the passing, I can't remember what that was. Oh, no. Oh, passing. Okay. Now, I don't normally like to watch these kind of, um, I wouldn't say things that like, you know, like films where they show like black people are slaves or there's a lot of racism in it. Yeah. I don't really like to watch them things. So I'd normally come out of the cinema and get triggered. I want to go beat someone up. That's, you know, um, so I generally try to avoid this, but this one is really interesting. So supposedly back in them times, um, <clears throat> which is understandable, a lot of black women pretend to like be white and it follows a character who's, you know, it's like she's married to a white guy and he does not know that his wife's actually black. And, you know, like, let's say Monday to Friday, she lives in the suburbs and pretends to be white. But on a weekend, she like comes down to the ghetto and like, you know, chores of people and get it looks really cool in it so I'm, I'm probably gonna be checking that out um we got a tease of house of the dragon again anything game of thrones i'm down for it i wasn't as upset about the final season as some people were in it like it so shit. nah man i, I was it, it was nowhere near as bad as people make it out to be if you had been following the show as as in-depth as everyone says or says or thinks they were they would un- they would have understood the ending um, Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City, yeah. Raccoon City, sorry, November 24th. Now, I thought this was the live action that was coming onto, um, Amazon, onto Netflix, sorry, but clearly it isn't. Nobody, I, I didn't get a chance to see this one. Ah, well, the trailer is cool and I will definitely be watching that in the cinema when I, as long as I have an opportunity. Um, but yeah, that covers everything. We're now, for the most part, up to date. Like I said, next week, we were talking about James Bond, Venom, The Green Knight, The Last Jewel, uh, hopefully Bright, the anime um, on Netflix. Um, and I might also go and check out The Adams Family because I'm a big kid 
and yep. um, I have my son pass though. So I have I have some notes on what if because I know I've been recording. You guys probably spoke about what if, so as well as the uh, you know, add a few of my notes if we have time. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Give yeah. me a second. Yeah. Oh, one little bit of news that we forgot to mention before we move on to what if is that Warporter has been cast as Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume Three. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, sorry, once again, Martin, I cannot hear you. So give me, don't, don't talk. All right, well, that's fine that you didn't say anything. But my, I need, I need to buy some new headphones at some point very soon because uh, this problem cannot continue to consist. Um, yeah. So you said you wanted to, you know, share your opinions on what if since you weren't able to come on. Yeah. So it's only um, what if episodes seven, eight, and nine. Mm-hmm. Um. So, episode seven, I um, really enjoyed it because, you know, we got to see How the Duck again. We saw, last week we saw How the Duck was when um, What If T'Challa um, became Star-Lord. Um, and, you know, this, the the Skrulls party that I thought was absolutely hilarious. Well, in fact, the whole episode was hilarious. Um, like, the collector being a DJ and Nebula back to her old self, but, you know, gambling as well. When I say her old self, I mean, this is nebula who's been through heavy modification by thanos rather than the nebula we saw in uh, t'challa becoming star lord mm-hmm. episode um uh, loki and thor are brothers from another mother like mm-hmm. literally or like from from just any other um loki looks cool in this with his ice giant um ice giant four um you know thor charged up as opponents again like Burris's fight with Iron Man where he uses his lightning and then obviously shoots people with lightning by still hurting them she has the adverse effects mm-hmm. um, we saw Serta chatting up Lady Liberty which was hilarious there's such a Liberty that is absolutely hilarious um, and like Jay did the ultimate I'm telling your mum and like obviously Thor's mum is a goddess so mm-hmm. it was hilarious to see how um she was quickly uh, how Thor's quickly tried to um, fix everything that he'd done wrong on Earth, um, and yeah, my last thought for this one was that Maria Hill, when she was acting director, she was an absolute bitch. So, um, like Miss Musician, Miss Try Hard tried to fill in Nick's shoes, Nick Fury's mm. shoes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, when she did the nuclear um threat, for example, I was like, yeah, this chick is just crazy. Anyway, um. So this is what I thought was for What If Episode 7, What If Episode 8, What If Ultron 1. I thought this was a super good episode. And this is obviously, this one obviously tied into uh, Episode 9. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Ultra Vision killing Thanos with the Mindstone instantaneously. That would have made Infinity War an endgame very, very short. Because, yeah. you know, we wanted to see kill Thanos, done. Um, that should have been done from the start. But, you know, it didn't. Um... Ultra, Ultra coming up on top in every scenario where the Avengers have fallen such the latest plan I thought was pretty cool because obviously in um, Avengers Age of Ultron um, we saw how um, every effort that Ultron had tried had gone through most for the most part failed um, whereas in this he you know he comes up aces and is actually able to uh, you know f- pursue and fulfill what he wants to do um, this show also shows just how close Tony was to end in all life on Earth, literally. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, for me personally, I don't find Tony Stark to be a great character in the MCU anyway. As a him, as a character, I don't find him to be um, 
Um, or even even in comics as well, I do find him to be a great uh, character. Very very flawed, and actually one of his mistakes with basically wiped all life all life on Earth. Um, Black Widow stance is hilarious now. Ever since her uh, the Black Widow film, where you know her sister was taking the piss off the Alpha uh, stance. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I was funny to see here too. And like now that I've, now that she ever since she said it, I can't unsee it. Um Ultra obtained the the Infinity Stones, allowed her to travel across the universe to end all life. Um and then him being able to sense and eventually fight Watu the Watcher, although cool, I think it was Cap because um we've seen from the Loki series that the stones do work outside their reality. Yeah. Um yet he was able to overpower Uwatu, fight her across multiple universes. Definitely in the mainline Marvel comics, in fact, in all, throughout all Marvel comics, mm-hmm. we have seen that the Infinity Stones <clears throat> do not work within, sorry, outside of the universes. But because the MCU is an own universe, maybe they've been an exception for them. Um, it will be interesting to see if maybe it's because of Kang that the um, that the Infinity Stones don't work because um, I guess whatever universe they hail from is now not existent so that could possibly be um be uh, a reason for that um in times like this it's so in times where you have a multiversal threat usually we see beings like the living tribunal appear and deal with ultron because you know he's become a multiversal threat but we didn't see that um i continue on in episode so episode nine um we see in um in the Loki series that the Living Tribunal is basically dead. So I don't know if the reason why he didn't appear when um when we saw Ultron fight is because he's dead or because you know he's out there doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe in season two of um of what if that may be exposed to us. Um, we finally got to see Gomorrah in episode nine because when. Um, you know, T'Challa became um, the white episode where T'Challa became Star Lord. We didn't see her, so there one. I was thinking, what the hell's happened to her? They never met, and blah blah. Well, it turns out that this is a what if episode that was supposedly can well not cancelled, but was rescheduled around. So we might see ah. it in season two. Okay, because we all right, cool. Because I said we finally see her as she's a survivor of Sakaar, so she's been on Sakaar that time. Mm-hmm. Um. I had no idea about her origins. I don't know if she was actually a person of Stakar. So if she is, that's super interesting because that ties in nicely with World War Hulk. Um, I don't know if they'll bring World War Hulk, but it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I liked how Uwatu was assembling his own multiversal Avengers, aka Guardians of the Multiverse. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and I thought it was pretty crazy seeing Killmonger seeing another T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, obviously, having killed his cousin first time round, and yeah. um, even this was a child first time as a cousin, and he goes, I'm not your cousin. And trust this guy to double cross them. Of course! <laughs> like, Sorry, coming a mile um, away. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stephen Strange resigning to become a watcher, I think, is really cool. So, this is the Stephen Strange, the, I guess, the Stephen Strange that ended his multi his universe mm. becoming a watcher um a watcher between um well he's, he's basically a, pri- a prison guard guardian yeah, yeah pretty much pretty mm. much um they gave captain carter so um they gave captain carter back uh steve rogers at the hydra stomper which was pretty cool 
Um, we didn't see Steve Rogers, but we know that he's, he was hinted to be in the suit as well. Um, Black Widow was taken from her world, uh, the world where Ultra won, uh, to the world of the episode titled What If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes? Um, because that one was where Loki had um, fought against um, Wasp, a.k.a. Hag Pym, because um, um, Hope had died serving, serving S.H.I.E.L.D. So this was that this was taking her back to that uh, previous episode. Um, but, you know, I, in my opinion, Black Widow isn't a game changer for, um, in any battles, but it was nice to see that she was back with a team that she was familiar with. Um, I think that this was probably the best use of the Infinity Gauntlet, as she gets to see more of its abilities. As of this episode, how Ultron used its uh, abilities is the best representation of what it actually is to build the Infinity Gauntlet mm-hmm. and why it's so powerful rather than what we've got in uh, the MCU with Thanos was using it. Also shows how strong Doctor Strange is because, you know, yes he was fighting a defensive battle, but actually he was somehow he was somewhat able to hold off against the effects of the Infinity Gauntlet. Um it's a shame we did we didn't get to see Zombie Wonder fight against Ultron because she's supposed to be stronger than Strange. Mm-hmm. Um or will eventually be stronger than Strange after she's, you know, um, fully immersed in the in dark hold and is able to actually use spells from that. Um, I think her fight ended way too quickly um, against Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange, once again, is the linchpin in the fight against uh, a world of the gauntlet, the other one being obviously Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were some missed chances in episode 9, though, because, again, um, Living Tribunal wasn't present. Um... The ending, the ending then tied to anything within the MCU, like seeing if Kang or Shumagorov would have um, made an appearance, especially Kang, because we know that um, He Who Remains is a version of Kang. Um, I, I, I was hoping that it would be a thing where, because Ultron is such a multiversal threat, that actually Kang will be alerted to him and may have actually been prepared to face off against Ultron. Um, and then we see that actually he now no longer needs to prepare for Ultra because Ultra's been taken care of. Anything like that, just some sort of hint about that would have uh, would have uh, been nice. Um, same with Shimogorath because Shimogorath is another multiversal being. Um, also, is a being who has conquered multiple multiverses um, or multiple universes. So again, very very similar thing. Um, and we know he's going to appear in the new Doctor Strange. So I was hoping to see him there. Um, I lastly think that it would have been cool to see this version of Doctor Strange flying through the multiverse and potentially replacing the MCU Doctor Strange, which would make sense that which would make sense because people have stated that Doctor Strange that we've seen in Spider-Man No Way Home trailers is actually a little bit different from what they used to. So I thought this would be a nice time, as in you know, he somehow displaced or replaced um, <coughs> um, the MCU Doctor Strange, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was both waste opportunity. All in all, I give what if um, a three piece because uh, it had some very very good episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I gave it a three piece and a whole chicken is just because the ending for me was one where you know I mean they have so many missed chances just to, just to just say that okay this is a good time to this so leave it there and you know leave us salivating over it. But of doing that, it just sort of left us thinking that this what if series was just nothing to do with the with the MCU. Um so yeah that's that's why I guess why I give it a three a three piece. Yeah, a, um, a, a, yeah. a three piece is a very fair rate. I think 
I want to say we all gave her a free piece because I definitely gave mm. her a free piece. Um, but yeah, man, Martin, as always, thank you for joining me and getting us caught up and for the most part up to date. Um, you know, like I said, we will be hopefully doing a lot more f- things, a little bit more streamlined, even when there is more of us on the episode. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you as always for listening. Um, you know, if you have liked this episode, uh, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast if this is where you're listening to us. Um, it just helps us with visibility and hopefully it helps us engage in more listeners. Um, like, share on your social medias, post on your twits, Twitters and your TikToks, you know, come and get people to check out Blurs R Us. Um, but yeah, without further ado, Martin, thanks very much. Say bye to people. Catch you next time. Alright guys, bye bye now.